Hi, this is James Mercer from The Shins. This is Shirley Manson. This is Lowe Tolhurst, co-founder of The Cure. This is Huey Lewis giving you the story behind the song. The story behind the song is back with an exciting second season. We peel back the layers on music's most iconic hits with legendary artists like The Killers, Heart, The B-52s, Violent Femmes, Jewel, Huey Lewis, Modern English, and more. To keep the music flowing, we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one. So check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast. So this is our first time recording for an episode in our new studio. Yes, this is really cool. Mm -hmm. We got a brand new mic, the same one that you've been using Mm -hmm. forever. Um, And uh, we're just really excited to have like our own space for the first time ever. It's really cool to have two microphones and we also have like our own headphones too. So we're listening to each other through the headphones. We just feel bougie and just professional. Yeah. Um, So yeah, but we just wanted to let you know that uh, as time goes on, this is our first time recording here, but we think that we'll start to perfect the sound a little bit. Mm -hmm. I do live in a loft, so it's just echoes everywhere (laughs) um so we'll do our best but we already feel like we're we're getting the hang of it and yeah yeah we're just happy to be able to record together and have like a podcast studio yeah this is a legitimate studio Mm -hmm. like it's we'll definitely have to put pictures once it's all done we'll have to really upload pictures on our social medias for sure um we definitely you definitely have plans for decorations Mm -hmm. um and like just to have a really cute nice space for when we record yeah i've always been jealous of your little bts shrine that you have (laughs) and i have all this bts uh merch that i want to display you need to set up your own shrine right here that's what's gonna happen like yeah yeah. i cannot wait i can't either it's It's gonna be great so fun Mm -hmm. um so yeah so thank you iconics um thank you to our supporters on patreon for making this possible also Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely thank you this is the only way we're able to afford nice equipment and really get our sound quality nice and good and that we can just do what podcasters need to do to yeah. put out episodes good episodes yeah yeah we want to give you guys like amazing sound quality um so yeah it's this always is, been a priority for us for sure yeah um it was one of our goals like definitely af- yeah, yeah like one of our active goals so you know as we learn and adjust it's you know it might change a little bit but you know we're we're doing it yeah we're doing it yeah <laughs> so on that note welcome back iconics and if you're new to the podcast i'm kayla and i'm bethany and this is standing bts yes yes welcome to another wonderful episode where we get to hang out for about an hour and just talk about bts what a wonderful hour it is too but disclaimer this is an informative fangirl podcast that means that we're going to fangirl laugh and learn a little bit along the way yep that's right This is an explicit podcast, though, so if you aren't cool with that, you can dip out now. We won't blame you. Totally. But if you're down for some, I think that at this point, I just have to double bias. You do have to double bias. (laughs) I have no choice. It's just, it's it was the inevitable. It was what was meant to be. (laughs) Obviously. Or J-Hope wasn't lying when he said ARMY was going to love September. Oh my gosh, he wasn't. We are loving it. Mm -hmm. There's so much coming out. Obviously, this whole episode is going to be about a lot of the content coming out, but not even all of it. Yeah. So if you're here for that, then you're in the right place. So today we are going to be talking about their America's Got Talent performance, their iHeartRadio Music Festival performances, and then as of today, when they put it out, we're like, we have to talk about it. Clearly. Um, So we're also going to be talking about BTS, 
um, on the NPR Tiny Desk concert. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I That's at the end of the episode and I'm so excited to talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, but before we get into today's episode, we want to say thank you Iconics for being here and for supporting us. Uh, if you would like to support us even further and have access to our Google Docs full of episode notes, important links and pictures, you can do that by donating monthly to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standingbts. Or if you'd like, you can make a one-time donation at paypal.me standing bts podcast your support helps us to improve the quality of our content and to continue putting out weekly episodes any type of support is super appreciated thank you for being here and thank you for listening guys yeah guys thank you so much um our charity of the month is going towards the oregon fires um specifically in mill city and specifically for my uncle richard and aunt brenda who lost everything to um a fire in oregon the only thing remaining in their house was the chimney stack um it is a tragedy obviously so many people lost things but uh this month we just wanted to share a charity that was you know really close so um if you guys would like to support them um there's a gofundme link in the description yeah definitely go check that out Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start off with the America's Got Talent uh, performance that they did. And we just want to say before we really dive into this, or at least I want to say, is that this isn't going to be like a moment by moment type of thing that we've done uh, because we've seen Dynamite. We know Dynamite. So we're really going to get more into the significance of like the audience who is watching, um, just like really standout moments, how these performances differ from other performances. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're going to get a little bit more into that. So a little less famous fangirling I guess for this episode but we've been so fangirly lately so much lately and you know we have to remind you guys that we can put out some really thoughtful pieces as well (laughs) we're like we really this episode we need to put together some some sort of information where it's not just vampid fangirling yeah I mean we'll probably end up fangirling a decent amount as well I mean every episode (laughs) there's at least some Alrighty. Oh my gosh. Okay, so let's talk about America's Got Talent. Um, so they performed for America's Got Talent on September 17th, and we really want to talk about like the unique target audience for each of these performances. So for America's Got Talent, we really feel like it's going to be primetime TV viewers. And who are they? That's, you know, people who are watching TV in the evening, adults, you know, maybe like millennials, older millennials, Gen X, possibly baby boomers. I really think baby boomers. Yeah. I really think baby boomers for America's Got Talent Mm -hmm. Um, because America's Got Talent is like along the same lines of American Idol and just think about the time in which that was popular. My parents definitely watched that and they're Gen X also so like baby boomers Gen X I feel like would be super likely to watch something Mm -hmm. like this. I think my parents yeah they always watch like just television programs like this. Mm -hmm. So this is actually their first live performance of Dynamite on a large set. So the VMAs, it was more of a green screen. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was like a really thought out set and stage that they had. And honestly, when we thought about the VMAs, we thought that they would go to the extreme of this. But we kind of talked about in our last episode that they think we think that for the VMAs, they really died it down. They toned it down um, to not be like overwhelming Mm -hmm. or just like stand out way too much from the other performances that were uh, done on stage at the VMAs. Um, But for this stage in this large set, they had they were in an amusement park. And throughout just like the entire set, you can see these subtle little hidden messages of BTS and ARMY. Mm -hmm. You see the symbols. Um, But at one part, especially towards the end when they're kind of like in the street area or like the walking area where you would go maybe to play a lot of the uh, the carnival games or whatnot, they were walking on this street that had large red stars Mm -hmm. and it really was reminiscent of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Maybe subliminal messages, little hints (laughs) of like, hey... Our names might belong on the the Walk of Fame. Dude. I mean, and they know if they put that there, then we're going to talk about it and we're going to manifest it. And, and it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. <laughs> this is how it's always been done. Yeah, this is what BTS and ARMY does. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, something that also really stood out to me was the large, like, fireworks sparklers, which I have mixed feelings about these because mm-hmm. I hear, like, on stage they can... Uh, 
be kind of like shocking or startling. Startling is mm-hmm. a better word for some of the performers or like people get injured or burned from them. Mm-hmm. But I really did like the effect of these firework sparklers because the song Dynamite and everything and they were outside. Yeah. It really fit the vibe and I thought it really was a wow factor for the set. Oh, I totally agree. Um, I didn't really think about the danger aspect when looking at them Mm because I didn't really know that background, but I would say I loved the effect. I think they looked really nice on stage. Yeah, I like to believe that with BTS, they're very careful and they want to make sure that they're healthy and good. They seemed like they were a good distance away from them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what I thought was unique in this performance was that BTS was in their disco outfits. So this is like their first time performing... performing dynamite live in their disco outfits Mm -hmm. from these from the music video um and obviously they looked so so good yeah we love these disco outfits so getting to see them perform live Live was great like you know i mean they all have the slicked back hair with that one and so you know that they feel themselves in a certain type of way Mm -hmm. yeah um, another thing about this performance that stood out to me was just that their vocals were incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like really with Dynamite, we are getting a beautiful showcase of their vocals. Um, but it was clear in this performance as well, like their vocals really stood out. It was that quieter background music and very yeah. forward vocals. The vocal line specifically was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, definitely that instrumental is really pulled down and their vocals are really pulled up and I think we're just going to talk about vocals a lot in this episode because we think this is a common trend with this comeback Mm -hmm. that their vocals are really being put forth a whole lot more than in previous comebacks yeah I do agree with you that this is definitely a trend Mm -hmm. um and it's not to say that their vocals haven't been important in past comebacks i mean obviously they put out incredible music and they are amazing at performing it and we've seen like more stripped down shows of their before where they have incredible vocals but there is just a certain way that they're being featured specifically this comeback for sure um that i feel like is you know it's kind of playing towards the american audience like bts has to prove themselves so much more to the general american audience and with the opportunity of a full english song um i feel like they are just showing look we are so talented these are our vocals like you know we're not just some like mediocre pop group like we are serious artists um with like real really truly like talented people and yeah and I think that is such a priority when it comes to like American music and I think that that could be potentially why that they're really Uh, showcasing the vocals yeah because people will not give you like the time of day in general like mainstream American music you know if you're if you're theorizing that this is what BTS is really actively now trying to break into um you know if you don't have incredible vocals like you're not playing on the radio you're not you know winning Grammys like you're not you know people aren't giving you the time of day yeah yeah definitely I think intentional that they're bringing up the vocals yeah something also with America's Got Talent that performance of Dynamite I loved the camera work that was done especially there at the end where they're on that like Hollywood Walk of Fame the camera pans in and out for each member and honestly we get so much great screen time of all of them close-up shots of Mm -hmm. them close-up screen time for all of them and that's just really something that we all want to see and they look great they're in those disco outfits they're singing and performing really well but the camera work I think adds to the feel and it's fun and uh, I really think it it heightened the the performance it's already a great performance but to have such great camera work and camera angles really helps Yes, I love that you're pointing out the camera work like because it was so good. And I feel like I noticed the camera work a lot and really appreciate it. And it's cool. Like, I mean, you're really appreciating the camera work now, too, which mm-hmm. is like awesome. Um, that is just standing out to you at this point, you know, because I do think that that was such a cool like use of the camera to zoom in on each yeah, member like that. I think that. it made the America's Got Talent performance unique yeah. from the other performances because that we've seen. Because we definitely seen. haven't seen anything like that with this performance. Where, and For it was, Dynamite, yeah. It was kind like all you know it wasn't just staying in the center it was going all around left to right you know it just made a very cool effect scene the dance the choreography from, d- from different angles yeah, but also low to high each member. in and out yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah, very cool mm-hmm. so for standout moments for this performance for america's got talent 
I, of course, have to just mention uh, that I've become really numb when it comes to Taeyang. <laughs> I just, it's become overwhelming to the point where I'm actually numb. Uh, but Taeyang getting in that car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really funny because, Kaylee, you were saying that you were a little disappointed when Taeyang's verse came that he was just like walking he was not looking at the camera at all and I was like come on yeah but he's walking to the car and then little do you know he's gonna get inside the car put on his safety seatbelt, of course Mm -hmm. um but then how he has his arm propped up and he's totally turned as if you are the driver of the car yeah like the the way that the camera just immediately sits us into the car with him right there a dream (laughs) (laughs) a total dream it was shocking Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and there's like this green lighting uh for Taeyong's forehead is out it's just a great shot of him it really is like putting you there as if you are like hanging out with Taeyong in the car which you know I love going for drives yes. I, I like I'm like I swear to god like I'm just numb I just have to be mm-hmm. I have to be otherwise it's I'm, too much I'm suffering I'm just gonna shut down <laughs> Um, and then what's even better, like this moment just floored me because Taeyang was not giving us anything. And then all of a sudden in the car, wow. And then Namjoon from the backseat pops out. Appears out of nowhere. Oh my God. I was just like, no, oh no, I cannot <laughs> handle this. Um, so I just, oh, I love that. I love Namjoon's verse right there. He looks incredible. And then, you know, Taejoon just has a special place. And I think both of our hearts, like. Yeah, we really love Taejoon. We love them. They're just so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also need to talk about J-Hope's like beginning pose. Um, Namjoon had been on top of the gas station and then the camera like sharply pans down. And Hosok is just like so coolly like leaning on this old fashioned style gas pump. Yeah, that fill up station. Oh my God. Do not forget either that he's wearing that red leather shirt. That is so incredible. Um, And he is just immediately like he is turned on you know yeah like, he really is turned on i love that camera angle pan down from mm-hmm. namjoon up on the on the uh the top of the building down to where hosok is and he's leaning against that fill up station and just how he feels himself and how he dances it's really incredible to get this screen time for him he looks stunning that red leather yeah, shirt I yeah mean, i mean wow. he just looks so good in red and you can tell like he loves that outfit um yeah he I love the amount of screen time he gets right there for sure just vibrant yeah, yeah. <laughs> we both love Yoongi's verse where he's on top of the car oh yes uh, when we pan out from Young and Namjoon's verses there we see Yoongi on top of this car the front hood of the car uh and then hop down from it but I really again just have to point out Yoongi's vocals uh he is belting he is such strong vocals during this part that I'm like I just I'm blown away and I think I'm gonna say this a million times in this episode Mm is like the vocals are just blowing my mind yeah their vocals are just so so incredible he's a rapper I know he's a rapper I feel like we got a little bit of his vocals in D2 and we were like wow Yoongi's vocals like we were impressed with that and now he's coming in like his verse he is truly belting it yeah I mean yeah also I really think like that whole car everything about that car I love it like the the Taeyang, the Namjoon, and then Yoongi on top, perfect. Like, literally the cherry on top of that moment, because that was also surprising and fun to be like, oh, he's on top of the car. Yeah, it was a great shot, yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we have to talk about Jimin's solo moment. He's like, I'm pretty sure he's riding down a forklift, but this is his little bridge moment, and everybody's talking about this moment. He is just, he looks so sweet and so happy, but a little bit seductive because of that, like, comma hairstyle. And, like, I mean. (laughs) The seduction is always there. I know. I mean, he's just being really flirty, but I just love... I cannot get over this line for him. I think he sounds so cute when he sings it. Um, and I just, I love I this love moment. I love that every time we're getting a performance of Dynamite, we are getting a little bit of of a, a different sound from Jimin for this part too. Like he really plays around with it so yeah. that every performance of it is original. I think that they're all kind of doing that in a little bit, but I think because this is such a standout moment, we really noticed Jimin like playing around like, how do I want to perform this live? He's so cute yeah. when he's 
coming down that forklift because it's just so zoomed in on his face. He does a little shrug, like, "Mm, and when he breaks into that smile, oh, Oh, yeah, he does a little shrug, breaks into a smile, and walks off to join everyone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a great shot. Um, for Jungkook, we really just have to say the curly hair that's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, he looks so handsome, and uh, he's still. To me, in this performance, he still looks a little young. Um, the way that his hair is parted and the curly hair, uh, while he's still presenting himself as young and cute, he still looks very, very handsome. Yeah, he's quite handsome. The curly hair is definitely like his standout, unique thing in this episode, in this performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jin's like special little moment is that with both hands, he forms like a big heart and, you know, pushes it out to Army. And it's super, super cute. It's during one of his like little solo moments to- towards the end. Mm-hmm. When he gets a little bit of his own solo dance and the members are around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the iHeart Music Festival for 2020. This was aired September 18th at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, For this target audience for iHeart Music Festival, we really believe that it was targeted more towards a younger audience, uh, teens to oldest millennials. So really, when I think of iHeart, I almost kind of feel like I'm potentially past the iHeart audience. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong, uh, but I mostly... I don't know. I just don't listen to iHeartRadio. Yeah, you listen to like Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So if I feel a little disconnected from it, I feel like surely my parents are disconnected from it Mm -hmm. or my older sisters. So I do think it's even younger than people who are 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, and the iHeart Music Festival itself, like just had a huge lineup of people performing that are pretty popular. Mm -hmm. Um, So I could see like how it would appeal to younger people overall. Mm -hmm, Yeah. But for this performance, they end up doing Dynamite, Make It Right, Spring Day and Boy With Love. Incredible lineup. Like, I was not expecting them to perform all of these songs and they were so good. Yeah. So for Dynamite, real quickly here, the set was just a little bit different um, and we get the set, I think, a little bit during Make It Right. But there's a street, there's a crosswalk for like pedestrians. There's an older looking car that we get kind of, you know, between 60s, 80s vibe there. Uh, It looks kind of like a British car to an extent, but just, you know, a nicer, a nicer looking car. Um, And then there's also this newspaper stand off to the side, but Mm. it just looks like a street. Uh, We, for some reason, get British vibes i think the crosswalk the crosswalk that really reminds me of abbey road i can't help it you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like pointing to kayla the abbey road album that's just over there over there vinyl abbey road right um but yeah so some of the standout moments oh my gosh okay so when Jimin sings like his disco overload right after yungi's verse he is in a center of course and he like his his body is almost angled away from us because he whips his head around his shoulder and he has one hip popped and like his knees are really bent so he's kind of like squatted a little bit and he's just like disco overload and he yeah. shakes his hips he shakes his booty so much i mean it's significant the g booty that's yeah. going on yeah. i mean it, the thing is is like his ass is right at the camera but he's looking over his, his shoulder. shoulder while he's got that disco pose finger pointed yeah. up high towards the yeah. towards the ceiling and it's a great shot yeah, yeah. it's Disco just like overload. it's like two big hits you know like two big like bow bow and uh yeah it's impactful um oh shit so <laughs> <laughs> this is when it gets i mean if it hasn't been fangirly yet because this is when it gets super fangirly um we need to talk about Taegung and suspenders also yeah. with these Fangirly printed pants. Fangirly for you. Fangirly for me. Which is crazy because I'm I'm the Taegung bias over here. I don't know how you're not freaking out I about these you, pants I'm, as I'm much numb. as I am. You're just numb to it I'm at this numb. point. He's He's been too much. But this is my breaking point, I think. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because they put him in these like Gucci printed pants that are like blue and like golden and white and very detailed. That yellow golden. Yeah, so it is like 
ultimate peacocking with the pants. And on top of that, he's wearing suspenders, which are like pulling the pants up, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is just, I, I just cannot stop staring yeah. at Scratch the whole time. It's just mesmerizing. It is like, <laughs> I cannot, my eyes can't look it's a, away. It's a vibrant printed pattern. Um, but in addition to it, you were like, but Bethany, the suspenders are pulling his pants yeah, up, like, like, and as the as the performance goes <laughs> on, and he dances more and more, <laughs> it, it it increases, it like pulls tighter, and you know, there's like a couple times when he like bends over, or like when his choreography is front and center, and there's one part where they like, you know, the camera is above that area when he comes too close to the camera, and I truly feel like they cut that part out because it would have been obscene, <laughs> too obscene. Yeah, got to get rid of it. That's what I. Think. Yeah. Another really standout moment that definitely stood out for a lot of armies was Jin's part. So he comes when it's like the center part for him. He comes and brings his hands up to his face and he frames his his face with his hands. But he like wiggles his fingers mm-hmm. uh, while he's framing his face. Yeah. And oh man, <gasps> this is just so cute it's as if he's sparkling it's as if he's sparkling it's so cute but it's also so pretty Mm -hmm. and i don't know if we've ever gotten anything from jen quite like this uh it's just i think a little bit more out there for him and i i think it was viral all over twitter everyone was putting gifs and videos of this part for the best thing ever it's just like he looks so stunning and beautiful and gorgeous but also like seductive and like it's definitely saved to our phones. Yeah, it is. It's on my, I have a photo widget now because I updated my phone and it's one of the pictures. So like just randomly it'll rotate through and be on my screen. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But Jen also has this gold ascot that he's wearing. I mean, just oh bright gold. God. His pants are bright gold. Yeah. His pants are like that bright golden yellow that Young has in his print too. And Jen is just really standing out with those two. Uh, so make it right. Yeah. Yeah. Make It Right was a really low key performance. Um, You know, there's pretty simple choreography. They brought back that choreo um, that they did at the Rock in New York, at Dick Clark's Rock in New Year's Eve. Um, And so it was cool to see that again. Of course, they were doing it with the, like, without the stairs, which I feel like the stairs were a huge factor last time. I mean, you can't really beat the first time you see it. I mean, because when we saw it, they took off their jackets and body rolled. (laughs) The Yoongi body roll. Yoongi, especially. But like all of them, what? Uh, Yeah, just (laughs) seeing that jacket. And yeah, I think Yoongi, too, when he did that body roll, he like bit his lip. Uh huh. That was like a big moment. We're just talking about this Dick Clark's rock and is already way more fangirly than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was like, we're going to be more informative. No, we're talking about Yungi's body rolls and lip bites. <laughs> Hello. We can't turn it off. We can't turn it off. <laughs> but the choreography, that was really what we were talking about. Is like we haven't seen this choreography since then, since quite literally the first of this year. Yeah. Um, so they kind of begin this choreography by sitting and standing around the dynamite set, which I thought was very cool. This is like the beginning of them, like slowly transitioning from one stage to another stage, like between, like during songs. Um, so it was cool. They were kind of like lounging around and it was just nice to see them, you know, there. And then they slowly kind of made it to a different area. Yeah. The transitions are done real nicely. I feel like make it right was a great transition from dynamite into what's going to be spring day after this where they're really sitting for sure Mm -hmm. there's a lot of low camera angles for this performance which is really nice uh just to see a different angle we really think that the camera work contributes a lot to the effect of how they perform and what makes it different um but when i was watching the make it right performance following dynamite we have gotten so much dynamite lately Mm -hmm. i mean I'm here for it. It's their new single. It's we incredible. love seeing it. Um, but I do think it's getting to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I've seen it quite a bit that when they performed it, make it right. It really clicked for me how dynamite doesn't have rap verses. Yeah. We knew this, mm-hmm. but hearing make it right and watching it being performed, I'm like, damn, I miss the rapping. Mm-hmm. And this is something that makes BTS as great as they are, is having three incredible rappers rapping 
all their own verses. Uh, so getting to get that with this make it right performance for me was like super impactful and that I'm just really missing the rapping. Mm-hmm. And, and so dynamite, that is like a, I think a con, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I love dynamite all around, obviously, but I really miss the rappers yeah Yeah. and I don't blame you and I agree with you like that's something that we talked a lot about with dynamite is that it doesn't have a rap verse um and we kind of assume that that's because it's in English like rapping is a difficult skill uh it's an incredible skill and like BTS obviously are incredible rappers in Korean um but to develop your same caliber of rapping skill in another language like I can't imagine yeah um like I've been speaking Spanish for 10 years and there's a couple songs that I can keep up with some parts but like I listen to the songs a lot like you know it's fucking hard to do that in another language so anyways um did I ever tell you that I learned a Spanish rap (laughs) I think you did yeah was it Donde está la biblioteca? <laughs> Mi amo ti, bon la araña discoteca. Yeah. Okay, that's from Community. It is from Community. Because I'm rewatching Community right now. Are you now. really? Yeah, I, but I'm <laughs> in like season six, which is the last season. Shit has gotten so fucking weird. Like every single season of Community just gets progressively more strange. Yeah. But anyways, that's incredible. I mean. But it was hard. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm trying to like rap along with like Bad Bunny and it's just not working out, you yeah. know. Um, and you are well versed in Spanish. You yeah. teach it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that, you know, it would be inc- an incredible challenge for our rap line to be able to rap in English. But, you know, this is kind of my question is that we know that they're working on an album. We know that this is a self-directed album and we know that they're, you know, for lack of a better phrase, making all of the decisions. Um, You know, obviously they have to like bring things to big hit, just like any artist is going to have to do with their record label. Mm -hmm. Um, But we know that BTS is producing this album. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I just wonder is BTS, you know, what capacity is this album going to be in English is it going to have more English songs are they going to be full English tracks um are you know is the rap line going to write verses in Korean and work with somebody to like translate them into good English verses and then go through the incredible task and challenge of like learning how to rap those well in English Mm -hmm. like is that really you know like out of line yeah. to ask that. Yeah, is that what's going to happen? Is that um, what's going to happen or is that of, just crazy? Yeah, there's a lot of barriers and challenges to that. But also, seeing how successful Dynamite is as a fully English song, uh, it wouldn't be, I think, completely out of the question that they would consider rapping more in English. Yeah. I really think that since there's been a gradual change with the English presence in their songs, I think that maybe they would rap a little bit more English. They already rap some English. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think they're at the point of being fully English rap verses, but I do think that they might consider adding more to it and then maybe eventually doing a fully English song, rap and vocals. And then the question, I mean, just playing, I hate when people play devil's advocate, but just because I feel like, you know, people would be... I like it when people do that. Just because I feel like people would be wondering, like, what would it mean for them if their rap verses were fully in English as well as, like, all of the chorus you know yeah. what is that impact what how would army receive that you know how would you know like their home base you know their fans in korea who like they started with and supported and you know like this is a korean act like would people automatically reject it you know because they're doing something so outside of what they were ever expected to do yeah i mean i think that's good to to question that and to think about that um i hadn't really thought about just their korean audience i mean i don't know you can cut that out i just no i think it's i think it's really good that you're bringing that up because they are korean musicians Mm -hmm. and to be breaking away from the their native language well they've always just been you know we feel like we've seen them be so prideful of their korean heritage they perform in hanbok all the time i know i mean this is this is something that i hearing that dynamite was going to be fully in english i was hesitant i'm like don't fucking do that yeah don't do that yeah 
Like, is it taking anything away if they do that, if they go down that route? Now, for me personally, I feel like I would enjoy, you know, an album that had mixed like Korean, like fully Korean songs, like the way that they've always done it with a couple English phrases, like how K-pop does. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe then another English single or something on the album. I would like yeah, a I, mixed language album would be really cool. Yeah. I would love that, too. Um But I would be curious to hear from if any of you Iconics are from Korea or live in Korea to reach out to us um, because I think it would be interesting to hear someone who is a BTS fan in Korea or like from Korea, Mm -hmm. their thoughts on their, I mean, just their thoughts on doing fully English, potentially fully English albums. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're thinking, you know, even if the next album isn't fully English, if it's successful and it has some English on it, you know, is know that BTS where they're going to go? I opinion of it. I am really interested to know yeah. their opinion on it. I wish, like, this is one of the times I wish I could, like, just call them up and ask them, you know, or just, like, New really Korean. pick them. I, I, you know, I wish, and they're probably even not at liberty to discuss, even, like, if an interviewer were to ask them that question. Um, or maybe they don't know yet, you know? maybe they're just gonna see how things go and see what they want to do yeah. um, i just hope that they do what they want to do yeah um but surely there's a lot of discussion that's going into this yeah i think that's the most important thing for me is that they're doing what they want to do if yeah. It, yeah and i think for any army is just we want to make sure that bts is doing what they want to do yeah for sure and just supporting them in that exactly definitely yeah okay um so a huge tangent so um but yeah i i I guess we're still talking about um make it right yeah and so so just bring it back (laughs) so in make it right like yes the rap verses that's how we got on that the rap verses are incredible significant yeah i was like damn i missed the rap yeah um because and they really stand out in this performance because make it right comes right after dynamite and the rap verses and make it right are so good individually um we really loved how when hosok was rapping jimin was backing him up doing some backup vocals and then when namjoon was rapping it was jungkook doing some backup vocals it was just awesome and again with the like live vocals really playing a huge factor in the performance just amplified yeah mm-hmm so from here they transition into spring day and this is where we have a whole different discussion going oh, on shit. this stuff um, is so cool this is not fangirl this no. is like we have some theories here um not even theories but just observations observations what correlations our, correlations where our minds go to yeah um so there is this rotating stage that is brought forth and it is significant. It stands out from all of the other performances that we've gotten to see. But as they're transitioning from Make It Right into Spring Day, I believe it's right during Yoongi's verse, mm-hmm. they get onto this rotating stage yeah. and we see two BTSs. Yeah. I mean, we see a the BTS on the left and the BTS on the right while this stage is revolving. Yeah, This stage, this revolving stage that's sectioned off is exactly like there's the rotating stage from the Grammys. Yeah, from the Grammys performance with Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, I mean, dude, when this happened, so like BTS themselves, they were just like casually standing back. You know, you felt, I felt like, okay, they're going to rotate away and then the, it'll like transition into another song somehow. Yoongi like steps back onto the platform so coolly as he's finishing his rap. Of course. And as it starts rotating, like Make It Right is finishing, okay? It's not even over yet. We see like Jimin on the other side singing the end of Make It Right in like a different costume, like yeah, a like different the, outfit. The, the spring day outfits that we're about to get the spring day bts it's like rotating in on this like try you know it has like three sides a three-sided rotating stage Mm -hmm. yeah but that spring day jimin is singing the make it right so it's like it's giving the perspective it's even more in real time like you are seeing two jimins you are seeing two namjoons you are yes yeah uh very neat but we just can't help but to think of the grammys with this yeah and for me i was like okay during the grammys they didn't get their own stage they had to perform in order to perform they performed with lil nas Mm -hmm. and some other 
kid. Um, sorry, I don't know his name. Oh, was it the backpack kid? Was he? I don't. Yeah, he was. Okay, in it. yeah. I, I, I don't, don't even remember. I only remember BTS as part of that performance. Yeah, but I mean, like three different stages, mm-hmm. three different things on this platform that they have rotating. Right. But to see that BTS is on both sides, I think this is them saying we deserve our own stage. <laughs> we don't even, if you want to use this revolving stage, you don't even need another act. Just, we can Damn. we can figure it out to put us on all three yeah. sections of that platform. Yeah. To me, this is a, a little bit of an F you, mm-hmm. a little bit of a like, you. we don't need anyone else yeah. to perform and deliver a great stage. Hell yeah. Performance. Yeah, I mean, just incredible performance. Definitely. I could go on and on. Because like in the Grammys, BTS was literally rotated around. Like, bye bye. Yeah. You know, like they had their tiny little moment of singing like their little verse. We'll give you a little bit of time on stage, but we're going to put you away. Right. And this is literally them showing, like, you can't put us away. There's no reason that you, you know, should hide us or, and you're not really able. It's mind blowing to see that there's two BTSs in the same time. Yeah. Especially what you brought up where that spring day that's about to happen, Mm. that BTS that's about to perform that is singing Make It Right in real time with the Make It Right BTS that is about to go off stage on this platform, this rotating platform. Jimin sings his part and then it cuts back to the original Make It Right BTS and Namjoon sings his part after that. Like It's mind-blowing. I mean, the editing that's possible in 2020 during COVID when, you know, they can just edit two different shots together. But But this is big hit saying we can fucking do it ourselves. So Grammys, you better be able to figure out how to do that fucking shit too. Yeah. You know, like I'm, I'm getting You're on the soapbox. I'm getting on the soapbox, okay? But I, for me, this was so significant and it makes me so proud because I love how BTS isn't afraid and big hit. They aren't afraid to throw some shade. Yes. Yeah. I, today, I wanted to share this live on the podcast, but today, Kayla, I went back and listened to our 16th episode. Really? Very Good Camera. Oh, shit. Because Very Good Camera, their their intro performance trailer, um, which you should all go and watch, uh, that performance back in 2014, 2015, they did a huge shady performance because basically another award show in Korea slighted them with like terrible, terrible. fucking camera work. From like the top of a fucking building where like they looked like ants on stage you exactly. couldn't see anything. And I think this is just the same kind of thing but they're fucking doing it to the US. Damn. They're doing it to the Grammys. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what it is too because they they have to be humble kings. You know they, <laughs> yeah. there's so many things that they can't say and can't do but they can show with their performance and I feel like you know these, these things are are symbolic um yeah i definitely feel like very good camera vibes and really namjoon was just talking about in an interview about the struggle to get recognized by the grammys and how you know like sales and charting and stuff like that does not matter yeah um it doesn't and so he's like we really don't know how we're you know yeah i mean yeah i love that he brought that up i thought that was kind of out of the ordinary for him to bring up something like that, which I think really confirms the speculation that goes on within ARMY's community to hear that also BTS thinks, yeah, there's something going on that I isn't mean, quite right. I feel like, you know, BTS themselves, they're kind of like drawing attention to it. If mm-hmm. they're saying, they're answering that in an interview. I've never heard them answer a question like that in an interview where they're like, at least recently being like intentionally a little shady. And for the, for Namjoon to literally say like, we don't really know how, you know, to get noticed by the Grammys or what goes on to be able to go and attend and to win awards, basically. Yeah. Very forward and yeah. a little bold comparatively to other interviews that BTS have done. They generally Definitely. try to stay pretty uh, level-headed and not say anything that might like strike some questions or right. be considered not controversial, but just like, ooh, he's he's questioning the process. Yeah, so I feel like this is one of those things where they're just showing that on stage again. Definitely. Yeah. They're frustrated. Yeah. Um, but just 
a beautiful transition into spring day. Um, so they rotate out for spring day fully. And the there's like this Grammy style phonograph, of course, right behind them. It's like front facing. So you can see down into the phonograph. Um, and then behind that is like this, you know, like theater-esque stage curtain. Um, this is a really great performance because BTS is seated for this. Um, and this has really like become a trend, I feel like, at this point. Um, they've always done it a little bit um, where they sat for performances like with the song Like and Let Me Know. Um, but really, these types of seated performances are few and far between. Um, we've recently seen them seated for um, some Japanese promos with lights and stay gold. And I remember talking about those and I remember being like extremely appreciative that they yeah. were seated because I feel like when they're seated for a performance, their vocals really get to shine. And I remember talking about like, wow, this is so stripped down. Like there's not a lot of production going on. It's just a BTS themselves shining. Um, so, you know, they kind of end, make it right seated and then begin spring day. Um, and again, their vocals are just so forward. Yeah. Like, just we have to reiterate again. Like, this is another thing that's gotten to shine during this comeback. Prioritizing the the vocal levels over the music levels, um, and just allowing them to like be able to devote all of their breath towards singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what's really great. We love to hear that. We love that they're giving the opportunity to really uh, just sit and sing and show their talent, their vocal talent, without having to put their breath towards dancing yeah. and hard work yeah. yeah um but the aesthetics for this stage for spring day are just so beautiful every single member looks stunning mm -hmm. the lighting their you know their outfits it's it's really just spring day vibes with how beautifully aesthetic they all look uh j-hope starts this song and it just he has such a healing voice and i love getting to hear j-hope sing uh i just love getting to hear more of j-hope with make it right and Spring Day, you know, where we really don't get a whole lot of him in Dynamite. Mm -hmm. um, so, again, just refreshing. But Jungkook's voice also, too, during Spring Day, I got emotional for this performance. Mm -hmm. Jungkook's voice is, is, he is just really putting so much passion into it. Um, we get close-up shots of that army on his knuckles. Yes. Um, just so, so great. Jimin and Jin are also so, so passionate with their singing. Mm -hmm. And then, man, again, I'm just being destroyed by Taeyang. You're just <laughs> wrecked and I'm just destroyed. He mm -hmm. has this beautiful falsetto and like he really shows off this amazing head voice that is just like, wow, Taeyang, like we, for him to be like this true baritone and hit those incredibly high notes, they were just gorgeous. I just love the tone of his voice. I love how it came through with that. I did too. Yeah. Okay. So for Boy With Love, the stage rotates again, <laughs> but they're not on it this time. They're just in front of it. And to us, this kind of symbolized that not only are they going to rotate back onto stage if you rotate them off, but they're going to fucking stay on stage. They're staying on stage. They're not even going to rotate off. They're, they're staying. They're not meant to be on that stage. Yeah. They're not meant to be brought in and out. They are meant to be put in the forefront. Yeah. Front and center. Yeah. Um, so this stage is really fun. It is a, there's a huge disco ball hanging from the ceiling, but this really awesome some holographic background that has some like pink and purple and blue lighting. Mm -hmm. What I really thought was interesting was like on this third section of the stage are these like 10 massive records or like we thought maybe CDs because it was so holographic and they're all turned on their sides. It looks as if like, you know, how they would look from the side of a jukebox or something if you're shuffling through records. Yeah. Um, but I thought maybe this is perhaps nodding to the fact that they are platinum earning artists. They are. For Love Yourself Answer, for the song Boy With Love, and for the entire Map of the Soul 7 album. And surely Dynamite is on there Oh, yeah. Point. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even look to see if yeah. I mean, if it's not I mean, already. It's, it's been long enough for that to have taken place. Right. And if yeah. it's not, it's going to go platinum. Yeah. Um, but yet, BTS themselves are not considered for the Grammys, for solo stages, and for awards. Yeah. Even though they are triple platinum earning artists. And some of, you know, literally the biggest act in the world right now the entire world the entire world yeah i really think again this is just a big f you to the <laughs> grannies i mean i don't even want to say f you i want it to be a more of a listen here 
Like this is who we are. This is, this is our level of success. And I think they're trying to call them out on like, you need to give us what you know we deserve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think these giant platinum colored records are really pointing to that. Maybe that's why they came so hard with dynamite. (laughs) I think there's, they're all of them are coming so hard with dynamite. I really feel like with dynamite, they're just like, okay, we're all in. Like we're all in doing this. Totally all in fully English single, uh, the aesthetics, the outfits, the vocals, mm-hmm. everything is top tier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Third shelf, top shelf. Yeah, top shelf. Yeah. Um, I love in this performance just their outfits and how clean cut they all look. Young has this pink jacket that really makes them stand out. But something that stood out to me was that Jungkook is not in a very vibrant outfit. He's in this cream colored outfit, which mm-hmm. just kind of goes a lot like an off-white <laughs> you yeah. know um it's really subtle it's so subtle but for me jungkook wrecks me the entire time with this boy with love performance mm-hmm. at this iheart radio music festival and i'm like wow for him to be wearing such a low-key outfit but to stand out to the extent that he does yeah uh, it's just his pure charisma talent vocals um stage presence yeah. he has it all there he really does such a great job with this performance I cannot believe how wrecked you were being by him. I know. It's so random. Yeah. <laughs> it's so random. Um, I just have to talk about Jimin, who has this flirt on. Um, he has a super flirty performance, and especially this moment uh, when Jin is singing Come Be My Teacher. Be Jim, teacher. Jimin yes. is right there at the front of the line, and he is just, oh, flirting on maximum levels, smiling, mm. just being super cute. Yeah. And he gets Jin to break a little bit from the performance and kind of smile, and and oh, I just love this. I mean, it's so, so cute. The flirting is really turned all the way up, dialed all the way up yeah. with Jimin. And to see Jen break from it is just incredible. Because yeah. <laughs> you just see, like, he's being affected. And which I just feel like we don't see that between those two very often. So I mm-hmm. love this moment. Yeah. Uh, another shot that we get that we haven't really gotten with Boy With Love before was when Jungkook looks up, they all actually look up. They're, Jungkook's just in the center, but they all look up and we get this overhead camera shot of all of them looking up at this camera. Yeah. It's just all of them are so smiley and we love it so much. I, it's just hard not to just notice it and just be so grateful for that extra little shot that we've never gotten before mm-hmm. as many times as we have seen Boy With Love. Yeah. I I mean, again, like I feel like this has come up so much in this episode, but I'm just thinking about how every single time BTS performs something, they want to bring us something new and different. And I just the entire time that they've you know been promoting dynamite they have succeeded at doing that at every single turn every performance has been different and it's not like i mean i think back to our first comeback like dna remember the comeback stages for dma for dna like emna or kbs or whatever the main things that were different was like different outfits different outfits yeah and you know there was that one performance with like the red hearts yeah but like maybe different facial expressions but right not the different sets the different camera work i mean sets a a little bit but but for the most part these performances for dynamite boy with love and everything else they really have been changing it up they have just evolved so much i feel like as performers even in the short time that we've been army and what they're able to deliver and um (laughs) you're just like yes of course um but i just love um that they're really giving us something new and different with every single performance yeah me too yeah J-Hope also looks really great in his suit. It reminded me so much of the Just Dance performance that he did at Wembley. That outfit that he was wearing, uh, he's just so smiley and just really bringing forth all that stage presence that he has Mm -hmm. uh so i i just love his just dance performance and i particularly love um his performance at wembley uh for just dance and so that outfit was so reminiscent of this outfit that we get during boy with love at iHeartRadio, and i'm like wow i miss (laughs) j-hope i miss j-hope so much oh my gosh yes i miss him too 
Um, so Yungi, of course, in Boy With Love, he just has, we have to say, an iconic verse. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody loves this verse. This is some of our favorite Yungi lines. Um, it's just powerful. He has the center choreo as they all dance around him. And honestly, with his delivery, he's like bordering on like a dark concept. I feel like he is, you know, just attacking us a little bit with this, with this verse. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a little bit of a Hope Cook verse here that's so cute. Uh, Jungkook, when he comes to the front with Ho Sok and Jungkook does that, oh no, mm-hmm. he is so cute and so funny. They really hammed it up for this part, yeah. especially Jungkook. And he's hamming it up so much that kind of like what Jimin did for Jen, it's like Jungkook doing to J-Hope. Yes. And J-Hope is just laughing and smiling and cracking <laughs> under pressure because Jungkook is being so playful and yeah. cute. Yeah, he just can't help but to like give into it. Um, also, Jungkook is like staring right at the camera for his two parts when he's up there. It's like, can you please just I not? Really, I really got ro- wrecked with Jungkook. <laughs> I, I rarely get wrecked by Jungkook anymore, but here I am. Jungkook in the cream suit. Boy with love. Boy with love. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? Yeah. You just never know with these boys. I know. Just always being wrecked. Okay, let's talk about Tiny Desk Concert. Mm -hmm. Um, To learn that they were doing this was truly exciting. Um, I love Tiny Desk Concert already, and I'm I'm a, like kind of a fan of NPR. I listen to a couple different NPR podcasts. I, am too. I and mean, we're podcasters, yeah. so to see that they performed for Tiny Desk NPR, I mean, you and I both love podcasts, yeah. and just I think this is why we love audio and just making sure we have good sound quality and things. So to see that they were on NPR's Tiny Desk Concert. Yeah, incredible. It, we both were like, "What? Wow!" Yeah. And uh, we know we know the standard for Tiny Desk concert that is you know typically shown from artists. We knew that it was going to be stripped down. Tiny Desk concert is always live band. We knew it was going to be live band and just vocal standout. Um, so for their Tiny Desk concert, which Namjoon said wasn't so tiny, they performed "Dynamite," "Save Me," and "Spring Day," and they were generally seated for this entire performance, which again goes along with the tiny desk concert format mm-hmm. yeah so for this audience we really want to talk about the uniqueness of this audience because in PR we both kind of agree that it really is more of the millennials and the millennials that aren't on that stem of uh gen Gen Z, Z. Mm -hmm. which is what we are. We are so on the line of Gen Z and millennial. So when we, when this NPR uh, tiny desk was put out, my sister who is 30, her friend, Anthony, who I worked with, he messaged me. He's like 35. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corey was like, what they're on NPR tiny desk, you know, and Corey is about, he's 29. Uh So I'm like, totally. This is a entirely different audience that they are presenting themselves to that I don't think has been done before. Maybe it has, but like, it's just a whole different group of people Yeah, that they are. I mean, this is like the older millennials. And this is really cool because, you know, this was their second time on America's Got Talent when they performed in there. Um, I don't think we looked up. I'm not sure if they performed at iHeart before. But they have definitely worked with iHeart multiple times. Yeah, they've done a, a ample interviews and everything. Interviews, like if you yeah. watch iHeart stuff or listen to iHeart stuff, you've probably heard BTS. They did an iHeart concert recently yeah 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 but like i feel like with npr they've never done they've this. never done anything you know related to npr at all and it's totally a niche audience but a large audience that i was previously untapped a niche audi- audience that i think has really high expectations yeah. i think they are not easily persuaded i feel like they are generally you need to blow their mind and press them they have such high standards and that's also because usually a tiny desk concert does that exact thing because it's so stripped down it's so stripped down and it is just the artist you know bearing their soul and their vocals and whatever you know handful of songs they want to perform um you know these are some of my favorite performances from artists just because I think it's such a unique 
experience for them to do in such a unique setting. It's in this type of setting that you get that that goosebump, um, chill up your spine because it's just so stripped down. You really can hear the talent. You can yeah. hear like, wow, this is just the way that it pleases your ears is so different from what you hear just like on their radio songs yeah um when i watch this performance i immediately i you know this is my favorite bts live performance to date not including concerts that i've been to because those are other you know but as far as like for an interview or for a show or whatever this is my favorite um, because the vocals are just so incredible. And I am just, I just cannot believe how well they, I mean, it's unfathomable how incredible they are. Um, I immediately decided that anybody that I introduced to BTS, this is going to be like the first thing I show them because it has dynamite, um, which is incredible. And it's fully in English for like that general American audience. Save me. I did not expect them to perform save me save me either but i was so happy that they did as much as i love spring day queen spring day we all bow down we all stream right but (laughs) save me is one of my all-time favorites especially like the choreography and all of that too but the song itself has always had a special place in my heart i've always really particularly loved it Mm -hmm. so to hear this stripped down version of save me with a live band was like everything we've always needed yes and i feel like people who are being newly exposed to bts with this would love it like be Mm -hmm. like super impressed like we watched it before recording and i said to you i don't think that anyone objectively could watch this and say that they are not super talented Mm -hmm. like you would have to at least recognize even if it wasn't like your style of music or whatever you'd have to at least recognize that these people are so fucking talented so talented like their vocals i i mean jimin's vocals holy shit this is why i have to double bias yeah like yeah. this is go why on, go on this is why because <laughs> they they were literally perfection uh so like uh he looked incredible whatever but his vocals i have never heard them just so full so just uh i, I hate to talk about it but like we know like jimin stands you really can't deny like he's been pitchy in the past like there's been pitchy moments and he's had like more struggles with vocals than like other vocal line people I- I think it's because his style of singing is so unique and so, so difficult. Unique. And I think um, because he had this higher register, I don't know the ins of out ins and outs of K-pop or Big Hit, mm-hmm. but I do know in general with K-pop, it's not so much about vocal talent. It's vocal uniqueness mm-hmm. also brings a huge factor to a group. Yeah, And I think Jimin they really were like, okay, he's got this higher register and we can take advantage of this to Mm -hmm. bring that vocal uniqueness. And with that, it takes so much vocal training that I think he's just because of the position that he's in with the lines and like what they're asking him to sing, it's inevitable that he's going to be more pitchy than the others because of the challenging notes that he's having to sing with this unique vocal, um, ambiance yeah. you know he has a completely unique like vocal tone, tone that we've yeah. never heard and that was the first thing that drew me into him and in the beginning of standing you know mm-hmm. but there's you know another thing to that contributes to like struggles with performing is you know and having pitchiness is just the dancing at yeah. the same time like we kind of touched on it earlier but you know having to dance and the caliber that jimin dances at and the perfection that he has in his dance is obviously going to affect vocals um it's like usually when bts is performing there's like some sort of you know backup vocal track that you know is with them just because their dancing is insane yeah um so i just think that the opportunity for bts to fully sit down for this whole thing in the you know style of tiny desk concert but also just to show how incredible their vocals are really allowed Jimin to shine like I was like oh my gosh I've never heard him sound this incredible we watched it with Corey and Corey was like Jimin Mm -hmm. he of all of it and Corey was so excited to watch this NPR tiny desk of BTS and the member that he really was like pointing out was Jimin yeah uh, just incredible vocals. Totally agree. Yeah. Um, I loved that with Dynamite, their opening song. There was so much energy. It was such a 
fun performance, just a blast of serotonin. Uh, I love that even though they are sitting a couple of them can't help but to get up and dance. Yes. Like, I mean, and this was true for all three songs, um, but they just couldn't help but to get up and and move. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like, yeah, they were sitting and they were really able to focus on these vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really liked that the, these words that they had at the beginning of Spring Day, mm-hmm. uh, it started with Jungkook saying, you know, basically that times are really tough right now and that we're all waiting for that Spring Day. Mm-hmm. Um, but to hear the music play for Spring Day to begin and to hear that Namjoon, while there's music playing, just walk us in. Oh. It's, it, it was so powerful. It just was, for him to say, like, fuck, I forgot what he I said. I forgot just what he said, now. too. No, just for him to say, this has been the hardest summer ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but we know that spring day will come. Like, that just made me want to cry. Me, too. I know. Oh, so I just, I, I love that they performed spring day. I wasn't surprised by it like I was with Save Me. But I, again, I feel like they just did so well. Mm-hmm. They love performing Spring Day for ARMY. You know, they said that they missed us and that they loved us during the performance. Um, and I w- I just thought it was the best way to end the Tiny Desk concert. Mm-hmm. This Tiny Desk was really great. I'm glad that we were able to slip it here at the end of the episode. We weren't intending on it, but they quite literally released it today, which is, what, September 21st. Yeah. When we record and we're like, we just got to put it in. Yeah. I mean, we had to talk about it. We it, felt it fit. Of course. Um, it just kind of goes along with what they've been doing lately yeah. um, and their September promotions. But uh, yeah, we loved it. We loved all of these performances, truly. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a lot that happened over these these past uh, few performances. Mm-hmm. I think there was more than just us performing, BTS performing. It was a lot of messages that and were being opportunity. delivered. Opportunity. I think the NPR Tiny Desk was a huge opportunity. I don't know if Big Hit realized how big of an opportunity it was to reach a totally different audience mm-hmm. that I don't think they have been able to touch yeah. up till now. Yeah. Um, I just, I feel like big takeaways from what they've been doing is that they somehow make each performance different and incredible and makes us want to keep watching and keep enjoying it. Um, but they also within the last week have reached three different distinct audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like in a very targeted way mm-hmm. and that they have really, proven that they have the talent and vocal ability um, and that, that there's really no reason for the Grammys to be snubbing them yeah at this point yeah you know like if they are going to not get their own solo stage or be nominated for a Grammy at this point it is more than what they claim that the Grammys are. Yeah. It's more than numbers. It's more than popularity. Mm-hmm. It's more than radio plays. Yeah, because what they're doing, I mean, again, objectively, you can't watch that and say they're not incredibly talented. Yeah. Be- I mean, they just, they blew that whole performance out of the water. Um, and I really think that they are saying you need to pay attention. They're making a statement. They're making a huge statement. Yeah. Yeah. They're making their place, really. I feel like September is them really making their place in the United States, solidifying their their spot. I agree. Yeah. They're making that seat at the table. Definitely. Yeah. Wow. So um, we hope that you guys enjoyed talking about these with us also. Um, We really hope you enjoyed this podcast or if you've enjoyed any of our other podcasts, um, we love to hear your feedback. We love to see your reviews on iTunes. We were just reading through those a couple days ago and they were so, so sweet. They were making us like, wow, you guys are so kind and so incredible in what you write for us there. It's so motivational for us and it just really, it energizes us to keep going and do better. Just to see how you guys feel and that, you know, you really do like this and you like what we're doing. And, you know, if you want us to know what you think about the podcast, then leave us a review. Yeah. Yeah. So before we wrap it up, we do want to say a special thanks to our supporters on Patreon, especially our VIP, our VIP iconics, Eileen Ruchal, Michelle Park, Deja and Meg D. Ruggiero. We love you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And you're awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that you checked your inbox this week. 
Yeah, we've because, got special messages for you. Yeah, we sent you something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, we love you guys. Thank you for listening. Um, and if you want to follow us on social media, if you're not already, um, or if you want to donate to our charity of the month, again, you can find links for all of those things in the description. In the description. Thanks for listening and thanks for standing BTS.